Welcome to Chick Chat with Unapologetically Karen, the podcast for women by women. I'm Karen Webb, architect, author, entrepreneur, creative junkie, and your host. Chick Chat is your resource for building your big, bold, and beautiful feminine life. So join me for some eye-opening and jaw-dropping dialogue that has people talking. Hello, today I have a wonderful guest. I have Kim Fisher. She is the diva over 50. Kim Fisher is more than just a fitness lifestyle coach. She has paved the way for women in fitness. Beginning as a personal trainer in 1982, she became passionate about developing a niche for women. After nearly four decades in this industry, Kim has touched nearly every aspect of personal fitness from becoming a long-distance runner at age 12 to taking on the serious sport of weight training at age 17. She has studied yoga, taught aerobics, spin classes, and even began a nonprofit for girls in motocross. Kim has now taken her journey with its experience, education, and training to the very next level when she launched Diva Over 50, a unique online community for women. Her reputation for results, coupled with the integrity to keep it balanced, simple, and realistic, keeps her audience super motivated. Last year, she successfully hosted her first in-person retreat in Sedona, and it sold out in days. So happy to have you, Kim. Thank you. So happy to be here. Um, Great. So I fell in love with you on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So that was where I first saw you. And I was like, this woman has vibrancy and is vital. Like few people are, I think. Um, So first of all, tell me a little, just, yeah, is that you all the time? (laughs) Tell me about your personality. Recently, I've I've just owned it because people used to say, you know, Kim, you're a lot. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Is that a bad thing? I mean, I, what you know. And now I've realized it just means that I have a lot of layers, and that you know I embrace that now. I'm like I don't apologize for it anymore. I'm like, yeah, I am a lot, and and I laugh. And yes. You'll, once you get to know me, you'll realize what that means. I can't really explain it, but um, because I love life, I have a big life in the way that I mean, I I have a lot of great friends and family. I love to. I'm always curious. I want to know more about something. I know, I would say I know a lot of, a little bit about a lot of things, right? Uh, I totally so, get it. Like yes. I'm starting to learn mm-hmm. French now <laughs> off of, uh, I think it's Babel, right? Yes, <laughs> I yes. Small uh-huh. It is. Today. So it might take me a couple of years, <laughs> but you know, it's just, I love I, that. I like that. Like I have tons of books and I'm reading them all at the same time. You know, like a little bit here, a little oh my bit goodness. there. Yes. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. me. And that's mm-hmm. kind of, I, I, I think that's truly, I, I live that way. And I try to project that, that mm-hmm. on my social media, I guess you could say. But um, I am for 61 now. Uh, I don't see myself slowing down Oh my that goodness. Way. Okay, first of all, you do not ways. look 61. <laughs> but. Yeah. yeah, you do not look 61. So, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. Um, so what do you attribute looking so great at 61? 
Uh, I think it's a little bit of everything, but mostly, obviously, it's fitness. I think movement, not so mm-hmm. much. I mean, yes, I've been a personal trainer for 42 years, but really what it comes down to is being doing a something all the time, right? A little bit of something all the time. Uh, diet, healthy lifestyle is also contribute to looking good. And that means, you know, for me, I'm a very moderate. I don't... Um, I, I'm 80-20% in everything. I, I don't cut any food groups out. You know, I've tried to be a vegan. Mm-hmm. I've tried to be a vegetarian. I've, try, I've, keep, I've tried them all. And I always come back yeah. to I'm more of a moderate. I don't like to, even when I was in, in the sport of weight training, I never really competed because that, that was like going to that edge. You know, because for a sport, you have to. Right. And I came back and like, you know, I enjoyed the competition and learning about it, but I'm really, it's more of a lifestyle for me. And so I, I do preach that. That makes sense. Like I say, I take the basics to brilliance. And that's kind of like my niche, you know, and, and nice. all the different principles that I, I teach or live by too. So Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do love, and I, that might be kind of what drew me to just your personality is that my motto is always, you got to live this life with gusto because it's our one shot. So make it amazing. Yeah, right. And, and you definitely live that. And I, I don't know a lot of people. I definitely am like that, but I know very few that right. are yeah. right. Yeah. So I love that. Um, so let's jump into the fitness stuff. So, and you work with just women, women and men um, and what age I groups? I work with women and men cause I've been doing it for so long. Um, and so I was one of the first okay. female trainers in 1982. Wow. And because the first certification came like five years later, so it wasn't a thing, but I pivoted into it um, okay. Okay. because I had no choice. I was going to open up a female gym and then we didn't have the backers. So I walked into a goals gym pretty much looking like this. I mean, my little 5'2 petite self, you know, girly, girly girl. <laughs> yeah. And said, hey, yes, yes. Can, I, can, I, can I train here and bring some of my friends to train here? Because I'd already started working with some first responders you know, women in police force, you know, firefighters, things like that, just for general fitness and strength mm-hmm. they needed for their job. So it wasn't in the bodybuilding realm or anything like that. So um, they didn't, that was before it was time, but this is what I needed to do because I didn't have a gym now. So I did that and I started personal training in 1982. And um, I, I just, you know, I just kept, because I didn't really have a roadmap. I added what I felt mm-hmm. they needed at that time. And really what drove me over the years, I've realized this, the same theme is it's not so, it's, I was more of a, a life coach than I really was a trainer. Because that hour that I was with somebody, they got all of me. They got, not only was I telling them how to lift the weights, how to do it right. I was asking about what they were eating, how they were feeling, how they were reducing their stress, how to get better because I always looked at, like, I analyzed, analyzed what brought them joy. And then I figured how can, with my skills and the hour I had with them, bring them closer to their values that, you know, that made them, brought joy into their life. Um, and and I've, so when I first started, I'd have men and women because women want their brothers or their husbands or their, their kids, too. So mm-hmm. I'd say, okay, you know, I'll help them, too. Um, 
the last decade, I've pretty much pivoted back into just mostly women. And then my niche has mm-hmm. been over 50 because I realized when I turned 50, it's a whole different ball game. And in that, when I first started that 10 years ago, uh, focusing on that, there wasn't many women in that. There was much in that space. And they were still right. telling women over 50 to do fine metrics or to do CrossFit or do all them like, you know, or go hard or go home or, or you know, and I'm like, no, that's, yeah, not, exactly. that's not the space that needs to be here. And I wanted to give it more of a, that, you know, to give yourself grace. There's, you know, focus on the things that are going to make a, a difference, but you don't have to be perfect at all these things. And it doesn't, because a lot of women, you know, as we got older, there's so much on our plate. And then we realized we took, we put ourselves last, right? Once we hit. Very true. And so I'm saying, okay, I have to get the message out there. Let's, let's put yourself back to the front forefront. And it won't take that much to get there. You know, you won't, because it's very wow. overwhelming, right? right? They'll say like, well, I haven't done this. I want to go back to, I used to do this. Well, that's what you used to do. But really yes. to to become better, a better version, you got to let that go and just do a little bit and a little bit more and you're going to get better and better. And it doesn't take better that much results better too. results, right? About, it's more of how you feel than how you look is what the message I was going to yes. Even though I want everyone to look amazing, <laughs> right? But, of course. Yes, yes. It's, first, you have to feel good about, you have to win. And I'm all about making everybody feel like a winner at the end. So I'm not about you have to hit, you know, 100 push-ups today or you have to throw up to get to or be so sore that you can't walk. It's like, do you feel <laughs> do you feel a little bit better today than you did yesterday? And then do you feel and that? Right. It's about the baby steps. And because and, that's how I, my approach has always been. Um, I'm a little nicer, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm efficient. So... Uh, Makes sense. Okay. So. Yeah, because I, I do think you're right, though. I think a lot changes at 50. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, it, it kind of was a pivotal moment. Nothing was going on very differently in my life. But I you do start to feel a little crummy because you're like, wow, why is my body kind of tiring out on me? Right. And you do have to take certain new steps. But I also had that new feeling of like, I just don't kind of give a crap exactly. what <laughs> anymore, right? right? It hits around 50. You're like, seriously, am I going to still care about that? Right. I'm now 50 years old. Right. Come on. So yeah, I, I definitely agree. Mindset changes and your body goes through right. another right. kind of right. slowdown. Right. So what do you think are the um, biggest mistakes that women over 50 make in their fitness plan? First of the biggest mistake, they set too big of a goals, right? Okay. Second, as far as nutrition, they don't eat enough protein. Right. Interesting. And okay. uh, third, well, those are the first big two is that they, they try to they set too big of goals and they're going to fail. Right. Either the frequency of what they want to do, how much they want to do or what they want to do. Right. So that's one thing I usually like say, OK, let's bring this down a notch. Let's make this doable. Let's, you know, get the smart goals in place. Then and then the first I'd say 90 percent of the of the women that come to me for advice as far as whether they want to get stronger or lose weight or feel more energetic is when I look at what they're, how they're eating or what they're doing, they don't have enough protein in their diet. 
Okay. How much protein should they have and how much are they kind of having? Well, are they closed or not even? even What do you think? So say a woman's, I'm just going to say a hundred pounds, right? They weigh a hundred pounds, say 105 pounds. Usually they want to get about 90 grams of protein a day, right? Okay. Most women Mm -hmm. get about 40 to 50. Because like say if they don't, Wow. Two eggs are like 16 grams of protein. And most women will have maybe some oatmeal and might have four grams of protein in it if they don't put any protein powder in it or anything like that. Um, And then lunch, if you have three ounces of chicken breast, you're going to be around 20 grams of protein. But a lot of times the salads, they have maybe, you know, they they have half of of that. Um, Right. Or they have at least that, so that gives them 20. But then that's then dinner. They might just have, um, you know, if they don't have any meat with it, if they just have pasta or a salad with uh, right, they're know, not getting some fruit any. or whatever. They're not getting any at all. So they're at thirty or forty at the max during their day. And so I like to give them this. I go sixty. Your first goal is to try to get sixty. That means twenty grams okay. of protein three days, three times. For each, three times a day, three meals. For each meal. Right. And so what does that look like? So that would well, be like a, like a three-ounce chicken thing you're right, saying right. or some steak, steak or meat. Right. Okay. So three to four ounces of protein in each meal. So for breakfast, if they're okay. not a meat eater, maybe a, a scoop of pro, you know, a couple of scoops of protein powder in a shake. Or they can put the collagen powder in their coffee, which is usually, if they do one scoop, 10, 10 grams of protein right there. That's a start, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, a couple egg whites is going to give them, get them up to 20, right? Uh, so, and what does that protein do for them? Like, why help, do we need so much? It helps repair their muscles. So if they're trying to uh-huh. change the composition of their body, like get toner or mm-hmm. tighter or build strength, what they're tearing down is the muscle tissue. And if you don't have enough protein, it takes a lot longer to recover, which means you're going to have more fatigue. And you're not going to get the results as far as building muscle because you're not feeding, you, you know, your body the I right see. way. Okay. And, okay. and brain too. I mean, you need protein for your brain. So uh, that's the biggest mistake. And if you're eating more protein, you're going to eat less carbs, which is usually, mm-hmm. you know, sugar, carbs. Not oh, that yeah. carbs are bad, but some types of carbs are, you know. Some are. They go right to my midsection. Right. So, Especially yeah. as you get older, <laughs> yeah. you're not moving as much, right? Right. Right. So if mm-hmm. they start focusing on the protein, what usually happens is that they eat less of the junk because the protein fills them up, stays with them longer, and um, they're trying to to focus on that, and they're less time to grab, you know, non yeah. nutritional foods, chips, yeah, chips <laughs> or something, right? right. <laughs> um, okay, and and what? So in terms of lifestyle changes that you feel like need to happen after 50, as we change so much, one, obviously we're not getting enough protein. So our diet right. in terms of protein matters. What other lifestyle changes um, do you think we have to start focusing on once we hit this sort of age? One is movement. We need to move every day. And I don't mean going to the gym, but even if it's a walk outside, even if it's mm-hmm. a walk after dinner or 20 minutes of an exercise video in your home or some, some type of, you know, if it's doing, you know, some squats or some, uh, pushups or something like that, uh, right. our, our higher trainer going to gym, but you need to do some type of yoga, uh, 
you know, do some type of movement, pick up a sport, play, you know, join a tennis, you know, community's a big thing. And so I, I like to put hmm. community and movement together, you know, like, so, oh, interesting. so mm-hmm. you know, grab a friend and, and, and commit to each other to walk with each other three mornings a week, you know, so you can have a community, you're doing it with somebody, uh, go to a yoga, you know, studio and, and, you know, find, find it that way you're doing some movement there. So it's not beating up your body. It's not like, you know, you kind of incorporate different things. Um, strength training is, is a big deal. I mean, uh, because if you're not strong, that's going to catch up with you later, you know, as far as yes. I, yes. my oldest client's 93. Right. My youngest wow. client is 36. Wow. So I, I work with a full wow. range and, yes. and I have probably four women that are over 80 that train with me two, three times a week and they're still running businesses. They're going, you know, the, uh, the, my male client's 93 and he still goes to office five days a week. So because, wow. but they have a regime, I mean, they have fitness has been a part mm-hmm. of their life for a long time. Um, and is it different? Is it fitness for strength training then, or fitness like you know, um, well, it, it, aerobic? Or? Yeah, there's components of it. There's aerobic, a little bit of that has to go for your heart. Mm-hmm. Strength is definitely a big component as far as making sure that you know they're keeping their bones, you know, their muscles strong and their bones healthy and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also uh, balance training, you know, so core work, yes. things like that. So. The everyday functional things, like a lot of them are sitting at a desk for long periods of time. Sedentary, sedentary kind so, of lifestyle. Right. right. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they're training, it keeps them, you know, strength. So they'll get less likely to take a fall or to get those, you know, their, their muscles are more balanced. So they won't have, you know, postures, things like that, that happens when you're right. not strengthening. Um, so if you have strong back muscles, you're going to be able to sit up straighter. If you have strong balanced legs between your you're going to have less back problems so your core obviously is going to keep you you know uh strength strength you know for everything for movement Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so even a simple plank you know once a day you know not we're not talking a lot but um you have to do something every day you know or uh, most of the days you know i start usually i tell people take four days with bill five and then usually the walk, you know, when they're walking with their friends, they're not really looking at that as exercise. You know, they're looking at right, so, right. Um, and and everybody has different goals. I mean, some just want to be able to be strong enough to keep up with their grandchildren. Other ones, uh-huh. you know, they want they set new goals and they want to, you know, uh, run a marathon or they want to do something. You know, you know, go on a you know, hike the Grand Canyon or something like that. You know, so obviously, depending on what your goals are your training and has to match that. But just, I think one of the key things is you don't have to do a lot to see the results because they've okay. done studies yeah. where, you know, you just have to do 10, 15 minutes a day and you're going to increase your strength by 500%, you know, in six weeks. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, wow. those are the, the numbers there. Um, so they've done studies with like 70, 80 year, 90 year old, participant that have never haven't exercised in 30 40 years give them a couple 10 minute exercises like squatting down on a chair you know touching their toes mm-hmm. raising their arms doing a couple little light dumbbells and they've increased their strength 500 percent. so it's, 
Wow. That's the message. It's never too late. And it doesn't take that much to get a little bit better. And then you work on that. So consistency is a big deal too. And why do you think, so it, I, when you mentioned balance, I think that is so huge. Um, you know, I know my mom seemed to really lose her balance, but she passed away uh-huh. a couple of years ago, but, um, but balance became such a big thing. And I can see it with myself too. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, holding a yoga pose on one leg, not that easy anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> why, do, why is that? Why do you think we start to really lose our balance? How can you, and what do you do to kind of strengthen that? Well, we naturally lose muscle as we age. So we've lost a lot of those okay. fibers, those little fibers all over our bodies that we just, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're not training. Unless you train your full body and training, balancing into your life, you're going to lose some of those muscles that helped you stay in your core and things like that, that I help see. with balance. So again, if you use it, you won't lose it. But if you don't use it, mm-hmm. you're going to lose it because naturally your body ages and it, part of the aging process is losing bone mass, losing muscle tissue, etc. right? The, the fluids yeah. in your body are less, so you have more arthritis and things like that happens, right? Um, so anyway, but if... Um, you start doing things that use your balance, you know, like a yoga pose. I bet if you went to mm-hmm. yoga three times a week versus once a week, you're going to see in a couple of weeks, you're going to be able to do a tree pose a lot easier than right. before. Just, I took a couple months off of yoga recently. I went back <laughs> and this part of my personality, <laughs> I called the owner up because I was on a un- unlimited monthly plan. And a couple yeah. months ago, I said, you know what? I'm not using it. I got so many other things going on right now. Just um, stop my, my payment plan. But I'll just drop, drop in for drop-ins and pay, you know? Yeah. She goes, right. no problem. So the other day, I'm like, nope, I'm getting back in. So I called her up and I said, hey, <laughs> enroll me back in the unlimited plan. I'm coming twice today. <laughs> wow. <And> she said, okay. <laughs> that is- <laughs> so I came at noon. I came back at four. Just this, like, the, to commit myself, like, I'm in. And I was laughing at myself because when I went back to my four o'clock class, I'm like, it's not too bad. I didn't fall over. You know, was it, could I go, I could go into the splits again on one leg. Like I, you know, usually I can split in both legs. Um, It was a little hard on my left side. I'm like, okay, wake up call. You know, even me who've been doing this for my whole life, you know, I got away from it for a couple of months. My body said, no, not right now. But right. But I, interesting. um, Okay. And so now it's been uh, probably a month or so now, and I'm slow to get back, you know, but so it does come back even if you get away from it. Um, But same thing with anything else, you know, Um, you have to make that commitment and then you have to stick with it. And like some, some days I'm like, okay, I'm going to go today. I can't make it. But then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go tomorrow or I'm going to go the next day. Right. Right. When you can't do it, you can't do it. But when you do it, you know, you just try to, that's what terrific people is like. at at life when you have a big life, things are gonna get mm-hmm. in the way. And that's okay. Right. Just don't get discouraged. Just tomorrow's a, a brand new day. The next meal's the better meal, right? If you you blow it, just start over. You know, don't don't beat just yourself up, just yes. start again. You know, you're gonna be fine. Well, that, that makes sense then. And what do you think about um, the high-impact interval training? I've heard that that at this age is better. Is it? Do you think it is or isn't? What's your experience I think it, it depends on your personality. You know, um, some people 
have a, uh, they're really able to focus and they like to focus intently on a short period of time. And, mm-hmm. and they like that intervals and that really works well for them. Um, and they can do it because they don't have that many energy injuries. And if you don't have a lot of energy right. injuries, you can do a high impact of fast. Okay. Um, other people that have to have a lot of modifications, whether they have knee issues, hip issues and stuff like that, it's a little hard right. for them. And so, um, even though that might be better, it's better for a certain population, not everybody, you know, I see um, right. efficient mm-hmm. wise. That is definitely efficient because you get a lot of calories for a short period of time, but some people can't do that. And so they have to go longer, uh, a longer walks better for them, a more, uh, design platform of lifting because they have to lift a certain way to, for their injuries. Right, so right. it's not, it's not, and nothing is a one fit all, you know, um, mm-hmm. that's true, you know, thing, but I, I've, I was a long distance runner, so I like, I'm more of an endurance athlete, not that I'm an athlete anymore. So I still like <laughs> longer cardio sessions, you know? You do. So okay. I, when I can't run or fatigued, I'll, I'll walk still on an incline for like 40 minutes. I don't like the sprints. Wow. I'm not a sprinter. <laughs> so that high impact <laughs> interval, yeah. you know, sprint work doesn't, doesn't work, for me. work for you. Even if I know if I'm short That's on funny. time, I'll just make time and wait so I can go longer and wait for it. But that's hmm. my mental, you know, I like that. I meditate when I'm walking and stuff like that. So. Right. Right. That's where you get right. into your zone. How do you, um, and how do you kind of decompress and refuel yourself? Cause when you have a ton of energy and are vibrant and, you know, going, we, I mean, we all at some point need to refuel. Yeah. What is the best way for you? How do you do it for your personality? Uh, yoga has been great hot yoga for me because the reason I've been, I've done yoga for 30 years, but probably last 15, 10 recently, it's been the hot yoga because it shuts me down really fast. Cause if I don't breathe, I'm going to die because the room's so hot. <laughs> It is. I don't know how you, I've done it twice and I thought I was going to pass right. out. I cannot so, do hot. All, so only way for me to survive is like, I got to I got to shut everything else out of my day or whatever I was thinking and yes. concentrate on my breath to bring my heart rate down so I can breathe. Right. So it's all about the breath for right. me. And my personality is that, that the heat, the hot, when it gets hot, it's like putting you in a pressure cooker and you have to like concentrate Yes. For me, that works really well. And I like the hour class, same thing in and out in an hour. But when I go in there and literally within two minutes, I'm in a meditative state already. And then I I leave. So um, I love the community that's there, but I go really for that, that hour of my mind is not so much about, I get the benefits of the exercise, the movement, the balance and all that kind of stuff. But really, I, for me, I do it for the mental part. And right. I love the okay. I love the read. So reading for me is like a recharge, you know, even, mm-hmm. you know, I have like, you know, sometimes I journal, sometimes I don't journal. I go in and out of that. It's not, but I always right. read, you know, I'm always a big reader and I still like to touch books. So I'm, I, I'm the same, I'm, right? I'm the, the whole, I can't, that, that one touch Amazon yep. is not a good thing. <laughs> No, no I oh yeah right I know I know okay, yeah just buy. like a quick yeah, one buy right, yeah, yeah click yeah. yeah but the whole yeah the Kindle I don't know I just yeah. it doesn't feel like I'm really diving into the book unless I can feel the book right. I'm the same I'm way the same I gotta way. buy I gotta the buy actual book. 
And so right. I, so that's that funny. that's like when I go on, I save books. Like when I go on vacation, and I'll judge how great the vacation was by how many books I read. Right? Because wow. that means okay. I had you know I had downtime and I could actually yes. curl up with a book. And I like get into my books, no matter what they are. You know, like it's like when someone it's like I guess I binge. I, it's like binge. A Netflix series, same thing. Right, right. You no, know, you're all in for that. Do you, yeah. Do you like, um, and what kind of books do you read? Novels or what kind of book? I read a little bit of everything, but my mm-hmm. total treat is historical romance. But my mom used to call, oh, nice. you know, uh, trash books. She was like, <laughs> smut. Because like, my mom was... A little smut. Yeah, that was... <laughs> that's funny. Since I was little. Like, I mean, like high, oh, high school. that's funny uh rosemary rogers Lindsay, you know all of them um historical historical romance yes so because i like to escape and learn a little bit about you know the you know different times and history and stuff like that right right but that was my um my sister shares that love too so we will swap books and things like that um but i read a lot on on you know just a little bit of everything like on nutrition, on, on psychology, uh, you know, learning more about people and, you know, mm-hmm, like what they're mm-hmm. doing or what they're experiencing. Um, bio, uh, you know, now that I got a little bit older, more biographies, you know, cause I think I've realized, you know, there's been so many people before me that have amazing lives and I want to know a little bit of, like about them. Yes. Uh, yes. so when you know, when I was 30, I wasn't into that, <laughs> but now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm a little bit older. I've become my mom. I used to like, why are you reading that? Because I used to get her, buy her books for her. And, but now I, yeah. I get it, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but a little bit of everything. Um, whatever I'm studying, you know, like uh, the last couple of years, I've been doing more of life coaching stuff. So I've been reading more about, you know, that process and, things, you know, tools Mm -hmm. to help, to help me. And so I can help other people. Yeah. And now let me ask you, so I think the biggest issue for, well, not just women, I think anybody trying to get into a good fitness exercise plan, it's that it's those days that you go, ugh, I don't really want to work out (laughs) what, you know what I mean? How many times that happens, right? right? That's usually everybody's got the great, you know, and they've all got their new year's resolutions and they go and then, then that settles in that just, you know, uh, that complacent, like, Oh, I don't really feel like it today. What do you tell people to keep that motivation going? Is there any great, well, you you know, tip on that? (laughs) The biggest tips is like, first you have to know why are you doing it? Right. Like, mm-hmm. really, what's driving you to to get in better shape or t- for those goals? And right. and then, you know, if if you're if you're for me is what I I tell my I said okay, if you really don't feel like it, let's let's t- do just go in there with the mindset that you're going to do a little bit, right? And then okay. and it's okay, mm-hmm. but you just do a little bit, maybe say versus the whole workout. Just pick maybe a third of it and start there. And if you still don't feel like you're too tired, don't push it. You're, you're done. You know, go and stretch, do something else. Right. You know, take, take uh, EO, I call it, early out. Um, but usually what happens once you get started, then you feel better. And so. Right, right. And, and I try, I even do that to myself. I'm like, 
okay, you know, I'm running late. I should not. I said, let's just go. Even if it's for, I'll get my coffee. I'll go for 30 minutes. You know, I'm not going to run right, today. I'm right. going to walk instead. But I feel really tired. I'll do something, right? And that, okay, I always right. feel better, right? And a little bit's always better than nothing. So that's my philosophy. Than nothing, yes. I say, a little bit's better than nothing. Even if you walked in there for 10 minutes and left, that 10 minutes right. is better than nothing. You're ahead of the game. Okay. Because you could I like that. That's right. true. You could you could have just stayed in bed, right? Yeah. But 10 minutes is better <laughs> yes. than nothing. That's always I said. Right. Something is better than nothing. So if you have that like approach to it, just go anyway, do a little bit, even if you, you know, you end up doing a few minutes of it. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's probably why I like the high impact. Cause then I can go, okay, I'll find a 10 minute workout. Right. I'll find a 20 minute, you right. know what I mean? As opposed to, I got to give an hour to working out and I don't feel like right. it. That just sounds right. hard. And, that, and that's why <laughs> yeah. for that personality, I, I say that's great. I mean, they can do 10 minutes and get a lot out of 10 minutes, mm-hmm. even if, but that's where strength training is too. If you're not doing the high impact cardio, if you do 10 minutes of any type of weight training, you, you can get a lot at 10 minutes. You know, that's a lot of exercises wow. if you're yeah. just going from one thing right. to the other thing. So, um, and that's good. Okay. That's good. Then, yeah. like I, te- <laughs> then I, I, don't feel so I bad. teach a lot of women because one of their biggest complaints is arms, back of their arms is their age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I show right. them how to do mm-hmm. a modified push up. And yes. so once where you're on your knees, you're on your, your knees, knees are down and you're yes. going all the way mm-hmm. forward, elbows are in. So it's like a tricep push up, not so much a regular yes. one out wide, but you're real close. And they can do that anywhere. They can do it even if they are feeling lazy, they can get down on the side of their bed and do a few of them, and then they'll feel great and not such a slug by once right. they're getting ready for their day. So it's little th- tools like that, you know, give them, you know, that empowerment of like, it's okay. But here, you, here's something that you can do, right? Here's a little like right, hat, right? Because yeah, th- this yeah. is your biggest complaint is your arm. So maybe you didn't get your cardio and maybe you didn't do a full workout, but you did ten push-ups, right? Right. You tackled the one what? thing that yeah that, that really, you really wanted. Now, okay. So now let's. So now that we've kind of tackled the fitness side, I want to tackle why are you considered a diva? <laughs> Because it is diva over right, fifty, right. right? So, so we know the over fifty right. part. Why the diva part? Well, diva came from my oldest son when he got married. Um, you know, my whole focus was okay. Now I'm going to be a grandmother, right? Yes, yes. So I was trying to figure out. Like I was one. Like I don't want to be called mom. I want to be called something else. And so I came across this. Uh, I think it was in the one of the you know, new, new dictionary verbs or whatever, but mm-hmm, came up mm-hmm. that a diva is a woman that has a, uh, a lot of, uh, facets, right. And that she, oh. so she, you know, she has a full life and she does a lot of things, right. She has a lot of interest, right. And yes. so it's the opposite of the, um, like the queen, you know, kind of entitled. Yes. Where it's more of, she's, a woman that that has a lot going on in her life, and she races a lot of things, right? So she and, and yes, she, I and like she, that, and mm-hmm. she lives it in a vibrant way. So that's uh, the definition that I got on on an Urban Dictionary of what a diva meant. And so I said, I sent my son a little note on Facebook. I said, "Hey, I know what I want to be called as a grandmother, diva." Well, <laughs> that, that came back with crickets, nothing, <laughs> right? 
Oh, so really? Okay, okay that's that. funny. And then fast forward about a year later, when I was sitting with my daughter-in-law, we were looking for names for my new project. You know, I was looking for, you know, fitness over 50, this, and there was all like $17,000 for the website name, domain name. And so I said, yes. plug in Diva over 50. You know, since I'm not going to be using that name anytime soon, maybe I can get, and it was wide open. It was like uh-huh. $7.99. No one had it on Instagram. Uh, yes. You know, I'm like, <laughs> it's meant to be. So I'm going to use, I'm going to call myself Diva because. I like it. My grandma and someone calls me Diva. So that's kind of. So now do the grandkids call you Diva? I still have no grandkids. They, they, oh, okay. They threatened me with more dogs (laughs) instead of kids yet. But um, (laughs) they told me to still keep hope, but not to ask. (laughs) Oh, how funny. Oh, that's funny. That's cute. Yeah, I just became a grandma this past year. So I it is life changing, yeah, though. Yeah. It is pretty cool. I just decided to go with grandma. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Well, my mom had passed right before that. And she was called grandma. Oh, so, that's perfect. so I thought, yeah, let me just kind of she kind of passed the torch. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm a, I'm a second um, grandmother to a lot of my girlfriend's kids. With- is that because I have seen kids with yeah, you yeah, in yeah. on your Instagram. Yeah. I thought they were your no, grandkids. No, okay. I, I'm like the surrogate grandmother. So, um, oh, nice. So okay. I, I get, a, I, Getting I your get my little fix. Practice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is good. That is good. And then, um, because, you know, um, a lot of the listeners out there love this, um, platform really, and listen to the podcast because we really are about living a boldly feminine life. Tell me, and it, definitely looks like you do. I've seen, you know, you're always looking stylish and fabulous and wherever you're going, I've seen that. So tell me how, even in the fitness world, how you stay this feminine, um, um, because there seems to be that soft side to yeah. you as well. Well, like I said, um, that 80, 20 balance, right. Um, mm-hmm. but even though like I grew up, I was more of a tomboy, you know, I like, I played with the brothers and I did the fishing mm-hmm. and this stuff. I never really was a Barbie girl or anything like that until I actually got older and I started realizing I had how important girlfriends were. And so when I was uh, with yes. my girlfriends, I could be a girl. I didn't have to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to be, you know, the strong one and the disciplinarian with my kids or, you know, at work, be the boss girl with my girlfriends. Yes. I could actually be my, that true essence of being a female and being Mm-hmm. And I found that I was that most me are like, I don't know how you feel like I felt the most like grounded when I was laughing mm-hmm. with my friends and my girlfriends. Right. So, right. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I do things that are feminine. Like I love to cook. I love to sew. I love to, I'm more, I'm more, when I did a test, you know, when I was learning about more about yes. myself, I have more feminine qualities than I do have masculine. And I always thought because I was strong, I was fit, that I was more masculine, but that's a small part to all the rest aspects that I do. Oh, interesting. Like I love to cook. I love to read. I love poetry. I love to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, do stuff with like fashion and dress up. Right. Yes. Yes. That's very feminine. So I, once I learned that more about myself that way, I, I went with what, I started, you know, when you know yourself more, you want to do more of what makes you feel good. Right. So. Right. Exactly. And that's why mm-hmm. I love having lunch or doing things with my girlfriends. And I have 
because I feel like more vibrant, more happy, more yes. with them, you know. I think when we when we do what is natural to right. us, you know, and, and, and finding out that that was natural to you, but when we do that, it's like um, I always feel like we're more aligned. We're right. less like fragmented, you right. know, where we're more we, whole. because we, yeah. Yeah. yes, we are much more whole. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. And how, what test did you do to find out well, that you were um, more feminine than masculine? Well, actually I've been, I've been married and divorced twice to the same man. So okay. I married and divorced and remarried oh. my ex. So <laughs> okay. when I was divorced the first time, you know, you always go into like, what did I do? How, how can I make this better? Yes. And you do a lot more self-reflection and self-work and therapy and all that stuff. And we took, I took a relationship course, you know, I love relationship mm. course more on not just yes. on how you're, you relate from a feminine to a masculine. So from me to my son or from me to my male boss or me to your lover or husband or your love partner. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're learning based on like the Gosman theories and the you know the 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 you know the science of it and like how yes. how to argue how to compromise the studies just shows this and that but a lot of times coming in with your feminine energy what's that look like because it has to be yin or yang right how to correct so how exactly. to approach in a relationship and that's when i we took a test first like if you first have to know are you more feminine or are you more masculine because if you're more masculine you're going to need a more feminine partner if you're more fem- feminine, you're going to need more of a masculine partner. And so you have yes, to know that, that law of polarity. That, right, polarity. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's, so we took mm-hmm. that test to see where we are. So then for me, I went in there because I wanted to, everyone was there for different reasons. It was a big, we had like 15 women from all over the world in this, in this course that I was taking. And um, some of them were there to get a better relationship with their bosses. Some were better relationship with their sons. I was looking for my next, my next life partner. I want a better relationship with that for dating. Right. I was going to go out on a dating scene. Right. <laughs> and, okay. Yes. And so that's why we took the test to learn. Okay. First, you need to know who you are, what you're attracted to. And, but you had to first find out like, you know, that whole balance between the feminine and the masculine. So, I yes. mean, I'm not going to be attracted to an artist as much as I'm going to be attracted to someone that's more driven. You know. Right, right, absolutely. Right. No, I I know that well, and it took me a long time to figure that one out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in my I've been married and divorced, um, and now married again, but never the same guy again. <laughs> so <laughs> We're so good I never go back. <laughs> but um, yeah, but it took me a long time to realize too that I was always um, with people with men that were probably more in their feminine side. And I don't know, but yeah. And there was something about it that seemed familiar maybe, but um, then I always had to be the strong kind of, you know, um, yeah, the rock in the relationship. And I, it doesn't work for me to be that. So no, and it took figuring that out and then finding my husband now who is a manly man that I can actually kind of relax into that and be the one. And be vulnerable and and, and feel like you can lean, lean back. Right. And I would say, yes, I, such a change in my childhood. I, you know, I helped raise my brothers and sisters. I was, had responsibility really early in life. I had my children young, you know, you know, mm-hmm. I go in college. I was like three jobs. So I was very in that masculine energy all the time. Cause I had to survive. Yep. I had to be there, but that's not my natural state. 
you know, that's what I realized. I had to do it because I had to survive. And that was my survival mode that I was in. And so then I attracted someone that was, that I also could take care of and help and things like that. Because again, that that felt natural to me because that's what I've been doing. But once you totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so fun. Yeah, that's true. I I like how you say that because it is, you're in your survival mode Mm -hmm. because yeah, and exactly. And I think once I got divorced from uh, my husband, my ex-husband, who was, you know, dad was the father of my kids. I think that was such a hard life to struggle through. Mm-hmm. Um, such It was betrayal and trying to pick up all the pieces and ugh, mm-hmm. just was a rough time. That you're right, you stay in that masculine. So then everybody I attracted was kind of the more feminine right, energy. Right. And it didn't work until you kind of evolved. Right. I think it, it, it takes some time, time to... I'm like, I'm still single. I'm dating. Intentionally mm-hmm. dating. Good. Right? And I, and Good. I love it. <laughs> I, Do you? I, That's yeah, great. I could... Uh, I could teach a whole course on that. <laughs> and you probably will after you, you do this for a while, knowing exactly. you. Yes. Yeah. I do it really well. I have great stories. Uh, <laughs> oh, do yeah. you? That's so and good. I, I, I yeah. don't have one bad, actually, I have no horror stories on dating. Every single date has been a great date, but, um, Oh, that's so good. I have, so it's, it's been, it's been a fun journey so far, but what, um, I've learned is that, you know, you, every relationship, you learn a little bit more about yourself, you know, and yes. and some, some of the most important relationships when I really, truly tested that the ones that I could actually fall in love with or be vulnerable were the ones that were strong enough. I felt that they had my back. Right. Yes. And, yes, exactly. Uh, however, that looked, that looks different for everybody. But for me, it was like, you know, they had their shit together financially. They weren't mm-hmm. going to lose their job or. You know, they were, you know, you know, they, they made plans. They were very secure and very confident. And, um, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is why I was able to do that. And why I can't do it somebody right. else. And that's why I said you learn something from every relationship, even friendships. You do. You know, Brady, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's Brady. Yeah. That's Brady, everybody. Um, and that is Kim's bulldog, yes, right? right? Yes. How old is Brady? He's five and he's spoiled. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any great dating story you want to share with us now that you've told me you have some good ones? Um, <laughs> you cannot pique my curiosity and then leave me there. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of my, um, a lot of my dates come either from like matchmakers, right? So, okay. because yeah. when, I, mm-hmm. when I first got divorced, when I got divorced for the second time, you know, I was like, yeah. I'm not I'm updated. I did that because I was divorced for two years the first time, then remarried my ex for like another eight years. So when I was 52, when I got divorced for the last time, and I'm like, you know, I'm done. And so my friends all convinced me, no, you need to join and hire a matchmaker. And I said, okay, and where the women pay and the men pay. You know, so it's a, okay. a high-end la- luxury matchmaker. Yes, yes. So I remember going in there, since I'm paying for this, I'm going to ask for the moon. I want them to be this age yeah. only. they got to have all their hair. I only want them in this professions. <laughs> you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> The big, long the list. Big, yes, long yes. List. And they're like, I was probably their worst client ever in history. Great. Uh-uh. And uh, <laughs> so unreasonable, right? Um and so I remember one one day they set me up with this guy who was um, just retired and moved out here from 
but he was in the Navy for like 25 years, right? He was mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. age, appropriate age, real fit. Uh, he was a, uh, he did the keto, great, quite keto diet. And, <laughs> and, uh, so our first, our first date was at True Foods and I ordered yes. like a cheese thing and, and, uh, and, uh, he didn't eat cheese. He didn't drink either. I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. So you don't drink. So yeah. I said, oh, a second date, let's hike, you know, the mountain real close by and figured, you know, cause he just moved to the area and he said he liked the hike. And my girlfriend had already said, Kim, you shouldn't take a date on hiking because, you know, you're going to kill him. I'm like, no, he's. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, creepy. That's kind of creepy. He's really fit. He was in the Marines for 25 years. I'm sure this would be a, a safe one. <laughs> and I feel. I uh, feel well, I'm safe bad. because he wouldn't, he wouldn't. Die. You know, he could handle right. the hike, but it is kind of, but you're out there all alone. That's yeah. a little. No, but he did really well, but he, he did stop Good. me and say, can we stop? You know, like I, he was yeah. used to yeah. it. And um, anyway, but the moral of the story is the second day, we had another day and we went to a restaurant, Houston's, you know, like a you know, middle of the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had these great uh, artichokes, artichokes that they grill. Oh, I love those. And yes, yes, yes. And he, uh, I look over and he doesn't know how to eat an artichoke. He's, eat, he's eating the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm a little bit of foodie. Oh my. You know, I, I've been a judge for a culinary festival. You know, my dad was in the restaurant business. I'm um, like, you're 52 and you don't know how to eat an artichoke. Okay. No, how to Wow. And so yeah, then yeah. he ordered salmon and broccolini and he didn't know what broccolini uh-huh. was. So I'm like, Okay, and I try to explain to him the difference oh, between yeah, broccoli. Yeah. It's not like broccoli. <laughs> and he, he's yeah, fine. Yeah. But I remember, you know, you have to give an update to your your um, your matchmaker after each date. Oh, yeah, you do? Oh, okay. You like yeah. And I said, okay, first of all, I said, yeah. he was cute and really smart, but I told you my goals were to, like, go to Napa for a weekend <laughs> drink wine. Right, <laughs> right. Know, yes, um, yes. So you set me up with someone that has a Plato diet and doesn't drink, doesn't eat cheese, and Napa's never going to be my future. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh boy. So mm-hmm. towards the end of that, I think it was a year and a half commitment that I signed up for this matchmaker, and um, at the end of it, they ran out of people in, in Arizona or in Scottsdale. Oh, for me. in the entire yeah. state yeah. of yeah. Arizona. <laughs> That's how bad. <laughs> they said, well, okay, oh we're my, that is funny. In California, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> but that is great. But, you know, over the years, because I'm still in their database, I'm not a paying client anymore. They'll set me, they'll throw me a bone yeah. every once in a while, dust off my file when um, they don't have yeah. someone that's in their paying client, you know, that matches them or something. But so I've gone out with some great people over the years since then from that. Uh, mm-hmm. that, a database, but it's kind of funny because you think, you know, because you're paying for a service or you're doing this, that magically, you know, they're going to produce somebody for you. And it's not like that. Right. You know? Right. Um, it's hard. No, I've never done the matchmaker thing. Although I was, I was single and in, you know, in relationships, in and out of relationships for like 14 years mm-hmm. before I met my husband now. And, uh, and we ended up meeting on match.com mm-hmm. at the time. That was the one to yeah. use, but, um, but I haven't done the match ma- matchmaker. I have a couple people I know who have, yeah. but I've never really found out if it 
works better, does work, doesn't work. I, I, I don't know. I, I'll let you know. But I did, I did Bumble for like <laughs> two months. Because when I, yes, one of the things that you had to do when you finished this relationship course was she tells you what you need to do afterwards. And she told me, she oh, goes, okay. Kim, we're going to throw a wide net for you. I'm like, what's that mean? She goes, I need you to go online. I need to start a sport. I need you to do a couple other things. I'm like, you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna make me go online. She goes, you have to do an online and a swipe one. And I had no clue. I mean, yeah, know, yeah, a couple of years back. And so I remember sitting with my daughter-in-law, and we like went on Bumble and we went on Match. <laughs> and the yeah. reason I picked those two is I could upgrade and go private, so they couldn't see me unless I oh. swiped on them first. Because I, yes, I felt yes. a little more control that way. So I wasn't wide out, oh, absolutely. Wide out to the, um, the world. And I lasted one yes. week on Match. And then I stayed on Bumble for like two months. And, Did you? Um, yeah, yeah. I think I, well, obviously I didn't meet anybody, but I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot, you know, uh, about, yeah. because what, they, what you have to, to be successful on any dating or anything is, you have to be able first to know, know who you are and then what you want. And then you can like really screen the person before you even go out on a date with them just by reading their profile, right, reading right. between the lines or talking to them or asking them questions. And yes. uh, that's why I said I've never had a bad date because I've always, I knew what I was looking right, for. You kind of weeded them uh, out. Weeded them right. Out, you did a right. little bit of filtering. Right. Yes. So I've mm-hmm. met some great, right. there's some great guys out there. They're just not for me. You know, right? Um, exactly. Yes. Our timing's bad, or something else. But, um, but they're right, you know, right? Or they don't know how to eat an artichoke. They don't know how to eat an artichoke. <laughs> I could. I taught him. And I taught him how to eat an artichoke. But so now he does. Yeah, We're still friends. You know. Uh, that's you know, good. Oh, that's friends. funny. But, you know, uh, it was a funny story because I'm like. It was early on in the matchmaker thing. I'm like, what were you thinking? You know, <laughs> they send me up yeah, someone that right, right. doesn't, you know, drink or eat yeah. cheese or, you know, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Anything Napa related. Right, Napa related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I have enjoyed you interviewing you so much. Um, tell me a little um, what you are up to, what's, what's kind of in the next, you know, few steps or future for you. And then how can our chicks out there reach you should they want to do some training or other things? Um, I'm still, I'm putting together more of a, I ran a couple of uh, 12-week programs for like the small container of women online as like a community. Cause Really what I've learned over the years is what I'm really good at is inspiring others to be better. And it's not so much whether it's with mm-hmm, weight training, mm-hmm. how they eat, how they look at what their view, their purpose in life was, or, you know, their attitude, how to take the stress out of their life with meditation or whatever. Any of those things that I do, the core of everything is that what I'm good at is inspiring them to, to get there, right? Breaking it right, down for them, right. mm-hmm. how to get there. And, um, so I had these, uh, had three groups so far and they've been great. And like I, I write, you know, and what I'm selling is connection. I'm bringing a whole bunch of people mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. They're the stars. I'm just facilitating that, but I walk them through different aspects slowly and little, you know, feed them like how to eat, right. How to pick out things, how to do things, whatever it is. Right. And right, um, right. so I'm going to build more of a ongoing 
online community for that. Kind of like a, okay. a, a coaching program more than a, um, like a training program. Then a, right. Then it's training. training. Right. It's more okay. of a, a, mm-hmm. a life coaching type of thing. And um, after I had my retreat a year ago, the biggest feedback I had is they wanted more of just me. Because uh, I brought a, a mm-hmm. whole bunch of facilitators. It was amazing. And um, so now I'm going to offer exclusive retreats. So they can get all of me for like two to three days. And so... I'm really trying to get the feedback on how that's going to look. But um, my goal uh-huh. is for the end of this year or starting of 2024 is to have one or two a month. Uh, and it'll be up in Sedona right. in the beginning and they can custom Beautiful. design mm-hmm. it and I'll deliver, you know, and they'll, they'll that's you know, great. So yeah. Be- well, they want all of your, I, I'm sure because you have a lot of the fitness, you know, information and expertise, but I'm sure they want some of that vibrancy oh yeah that's what i think you want to know how because you have you that how to do my yeah. lashes you want to know what i say on a date to how many push-ups do you have to do what how many grams of protein yes. a day i have it all at this point you know exactly I give you a little bit of everything um and that's yes. what uh i think um makes life fun is you know yes is to enjoy who you are and not take yourself so seriously. And like, that's why I love being me and me is that diva, right? It's a, a little bit of yes. everything, you know, a, a lot of um, happiness flips yes. through there. I love and it. That's, you know, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you. Now, and should they reach you through Instagram? If they go to Instagram, it's diva over 50. Yes, spelled out. Right. right. And then Mm-hmm. And my website yes, is the same out. thing, divaover50.com. Okay. Uh, my email Perfect. is kim at divaover50.com. So uh, Perfect. They can, okay. if you just spell out divaover50, that's the key, not, not yes. the 5 then you Not the 5 you'll, Perfect. You'll get, you'll get a hold of me. They'll find yeah, you. Yeah, they'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks so well, much, Thank Kim. you for inviting me. This was fun. I loved it. Oh, good, good, good. Me too. 